In this episode, Stone sat down with Jared to catch us up on everything he's been up to. He tells us all about Forbidden Fruit and what they have planned, discusses the current state of music in Web3, and incorporating AI into his art. Don't forget to share this with your friends, and be sure to follow both Stones and Huddle In on all socials. And today, I am joined by Stones. Stones, how you feeling, bro? I'm good, Jared. I'm happy we made this conversation happy to uh, happen today, man. How are you feeling? Yeah, man, can't complain. Had a good weekend, uh, running around doing all the dad things with my kids. So that's how it goes. Uh, what about you? How was the weekend? Same, man. Just tapping in with the fam. Uh, Friday with Cinco de Mayo. We did some family stuff. And then, yeah, I've just been doing housework. Uh, it's, you know, sometimes it's cool to tap out of the Web3 things and just take care of the stuff that's actually around you. So, yeah, uh, found relaxation in that. Yeah, one, bro, that stuff piles up, too, whether you want it to or not. Like, it's always there. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there's so much we can go into. And, and just to give everybody some context, I would like you to give, if we can, just like a, a, a brief description of, like, I mean, I know you. I know a lot of the folks out there that will see this or listen to this are familiar with what you've done. But I guess for, uh, you know, just to make sure that we got the bases covered, give us a, a little like, a, you know, like an elevator pitch of you, if you will. Yeah, um, I guess I'll start with my name. My name is Stones the Organic. Uh, I'm an artist out of Philadelphia, I'm co-founder of Forbidden Fruit, which is a creative and curatorial uh, collect- collective built to put on underrepresented artists. So we throw different events, create opportunities. Um, and yeah, just really focus on bringing the artist community together, uh, both in Web3 and in Philadelphia. Well, and all over, man, all over. So for those that don't know, Stones Stones gets after it. I mean, he's been, you know, <laughs> y'all did stuff in Europe. I know, you know, we I, I've seen you in Miami and New York and LA and all that stuff. So it's it's all over the place. And I think where we want to start today is um, I want to get into a little bit about what you do. Then we're going to get into to like the link up and forbidden fruit and everything that you guys, you and Ty have been doing. Um, but first and foremost, at least how I came across you was on the music front. Um, and I know you've been getting at it from the music side for a while. Most recently, what I had seen is you and Dave, you and Black Dave had dropped together. Um mm. How you been feeling about the music lately? Like, what you, you know, you got anything big that you're working on? Any projects? Anything like that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I have a long history with visual art and music, um, and music was always something that I kind of did as like a hobby. And I realized um, recently through a conversation with a friend that. <laughs> I love it so much that I have to put, you know, more energy and put it out there for people. Um, So, yeah, I've been focused on putting more music out. Uh, I was actually I used to be part of a group and I don't talk about this a lot, but um, Andre O'Shea uh, was a big producer of ours. Yeah, we have a whole album together and everything, bro. (laughs) This is crazy. Um, Yeah. And that's how me and Andre became close, actually, through music. Um, and then uh, visual art as as our relationship progressed. But yeah, we we started off working on music together. Um, so yeah, yeah, just coming back full circle. The group, you know, it, it did its thing. That was it was actually called Boarding Club. I'm gonna give you all a little alpha right there. But um, 
I moved on to be Stones the Organic now, and I'm taking like music more serious as a form of expression. Um, so yeah, this year I dropped with Black Dave, which was amazing. I was also featured on Jamie Cornelia's album. Um, check that out, Energy, and just you know having all those people want me on their music and uh, looking for different ways to include me um, in their processes also inspired me to do the same. So um, I dropped uh, two songs a little bit ago, Birthright and Worth. Birthright, actually, I released on Sound. And then uh, Worth was a collab with Ahmed Kazi Kazimi. My bad, I said his last name wrong. But Ahmed, he makes music. He's part of Find OK. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna just keep continue dropping music, man. It's been it's been cool, and using all the Web three tools to help with that has been amazing. Um, so yeah, just look out for more. I, I'm drop I'm gonna drop something this month. I'm I'm deciding when I'm gonna drop, but definitely gonna drop something this month. But um, yeah, Ahmed man, stays down cool. here in Atlanta, doesn't he? What'd you say? I said Ahmed stays down here in Atlanta, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's in Atlanta. Oh, we don't have to get you down. You got you got mad Atlanta roots down here between Andre. <laughs> Jamie, we got a med. Like, come on, man, let's go. Like, yeah, no, nah, like- I'm gonna be. I'm. I, I got family down there too, bro. Uh, Atlanta is cool. Atlanta is cool. Um, love it, love it down there. I, I have no negative energy towards Atlanta. Yeah, I love it. Maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> you know, and I was lucky enough to see you perform uh, for Jamie's album release party, and that was a lot of fun. That was a great show earlier in the year. Um, I love that you are gonna lean into the music a little bit more uh just i i guess just trying to kind of get an idea of it like are you recording like is it daily is it weekly like what's that situation like uh right now i'm not recording as much as i used to um and it's and it's interesting because uh my process has changed a lot um through i guess just growth as an artist i used to be a real big like Yo, I'm going to write every day, have my verses ready for the booth, like get in, execute, like try to do two songs in an hour like that. That's that that just used to be my flow, my 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 thing. Now it's more so like now nah, let me just get in, link up with Fuzz, that's my my main producer. We'll make a beat on the spot. I'll freestyle while he's making the beat, you know, like come up with the hook, come up with the vibe and then kind of like move move with intention from there um so as my process has changed my relationship with the music has changed so it's much more free-flowing now um we i actually have a loki have like an album that's done um but even with that it was kind of like coming with a real hard set intention maybe have a few words that you want to bounce off but i'm i'm really releasing control in the actual creation process and more focused on the energy that I can portray in the record now um, oh, than cool. trying to be tactical lyrically or whatever. So, yeah, I'm not recording as much as I used to, but it's, it's a much better exchange and feeling for me now, the way that I'm creating. That's probably more important, right? Like, it's got to feel right, uh, you know, for lack of a better word. Um, and one, one more thing, bro. I've been making music for, like, 10 years now. Like, so it's like I understand, you know, how to – how to get it. So like, I feel like you have to go through that period of like, you know, working, working that muscle. But now once you get to a certain point, it's like either you're going to do it or you're not. (laughs) So it's like, I think I I feel like I'm there, you know? Well, I think on top of that too, like it changes too. So like where you are artistically like changes, like, you know, everybody that I always talk to that makes music is like, 
where you are right now is probably not going to be where you are at the end of the year or in one year or whatever it may be. So, you know, while you're on this, you know, maybe at some point, like you're like, no, nah, I'm heavy writing again. Like it could be all sorts of things. So mm-hmm. it's all over the place. I think curious with you being, you know, out of Philly, um, I guess, you know, I'm going to show my age a little bit here. Whenever I think of like the Philly rappers, I always think of like black dot. I think of like, you know, the state property cats, like, um i'm a big meek fan but like you know like here and there i kind of catch up on on like the newer cats but like if you had to pick like someone that you could collab with not on the web three side out of philly like and whoever it could be like who would you pick um can i can i do two can i do like a current and a past yeah current current tierra whack for sure creatively visually um She's just amazing. Um, so many things that I've just admired in, in her craftsmanship, her penmanship. She's, she's just a beast, bro. Like it's it's crazy. Um, back in the day, it would, it, bro. Like how could you, how could you not want bars from anybody in state prop? Like, and I think personally, personally, Petey Crack was my favorite, just because the way he could hop on the track, flow, just like really get into it. And I feel like. A lot of the other members of State Prop dropped a lot more music and had a lot more shine. So it was like when you heard that PD Crack verse, it stuck with you. Um, so yeah. yeah, I think yeah, PD Crack for sure. That's cool. That's cool. That's a great yeah. answer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm super partial to, to Black Dot. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody loves Beans. Like, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> that was an easy go to. I'm like Beans Freeway. Then I then I even went like. I went even like I went a lower level. Like so, bro, I got introduced to Philly rap, battle rap in sixth grade. I was like 12, 11. That's when YouTube first popped out. And there was like a bunch of Philly rap. This was like Meek Mills with the nasty braids, like all of it. It was crazy, bro. Like back in the day. So there were like three rappers that were really, really tough. It was Meek Mill, Joey Jahad, and Reed Dollars. I love Reed Dollars. Everybody thought Reed was going to make it, but then then Meek popped out of nowhere with Flamers too, bro, and set the city on fire. It was crazy, but all right, I just, I just went into it. But yeah, no, nah, you just took me back for wow. a second. But yeah. I love that. <laughs> by the way, um, I, I assume you you know Kane Mayfield. Kane Mayfield, yes, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so so it's cool. Like I I, I chop it up with Kane here and there, and he was talking, and, and Kane is like. It can serve folks like on the mm-hmm. battle rap side. And he recently, like on a phone call with him, like he was paying homage to to Philly cats. Like he was like, Look, there's not a lot of people that like can can step up to me battle wise. And he's like, But every now and then you run into someone from Philly that's just nasty. And so <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to Philly on that. Um I do want to talk about your visual art too, because you, you've been on the scene, you've experienced, you know, what I'd like to say is like immense success. You've been really, really like really out here, like present with everything like that. And recently you just posted something that you finally applied for super rare. What do you got? What do you got in the bag when that super rare thing? (laughs) Oh, it's, it's interesting that you say that, man. Um, yeah, the super rare thing is like, you know, a lot of artists apply early and I've been in this space for like two years now. So it just felt like more of an alignment thing, just like, you know, um, where I am in my career. And, it, and it's crazy that you said, that, bro, the pieces that I actually have are from like two, two years ago. 
that I that at the time I created them and they just felt so powerful and like connected to me and where I had come in the space that I just wasn't ready to release them. But yeah, it, it, it's it's some some crazy stuff. And also, I've been working on um, new forms of animation. I've been teaching myself animation. So um, yeah, I would love to put those on Super Rare as well. But yeah, it's a it's a really really cool and interesting story that I have ready for Super Rare. It's ready. It's waiting. So whenever they pick up the phone, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm here. But yeah, man. And I'm also really hyped to apply more mixtures and uh, collaborations like in that space, like with other music artists, even using my own, own my own music. Because I think, you know, Super Rare is looked at as the fine art of the crypto space, right? Like the top tier and music is fine art. And I don't think that music gets enough recognition in those conversations. So being able to steward that and, and push forward in that lane as well is something that I'm, I'm super excited about. I would love to see that. I would love to see more of that. Um, speaking on the animation side, like uh, recently when, when you know, like you, you had already mentioned Andre and everything like that. And I know that you, you know, on the 3D like animation side, you get in there, get in it, go crazy. But I want to I want you to speak to, if you can, a little bit what AI has done for you. I, you know, how much are you digging into that? Like in terms of the, you know, the animation process, just like kind of how how that has maybe opened up some things for you. Yeah, man, I think AI. Uh, just like any just like a paintbrush, it's just another tool, right? Um, iPad, Photoshop, it's just another tool. And I think creatives um they hear the word ai and it's crazy i had a tweet uh, like a lot like a week or two ago asking like creators have you been incorporating ai into your your process and one person said no and i said why and they said i robot and i'm like <laughs> i'm like bro like come on these movies man like okay if, if if the machine becomes sentient you know all right we might have to deal with that but be nice to chat gpt now so when it when it does wake up you're gonna be like bro that was me you know <laughs> but i i'm using it um and i've been i've i've leaned into it because i think that um as a creative the main goal is to be able to create right and these tools actually speed up your creative process um and the 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 deeper you dive into them, um, it allows you to actually become closer with your art. So like AI, for instance, um, I had been using it for like a year. People like before it even got cool, I was using it like a year for like backgrounds for my images. Cause like in Photoshop, I, I do like photo manipulation. So instead of having to look up stock imagery or go on Google to try to find clouds, I could just literally type up the type of clouds that I was looking for and still use it, you know, for stock imagery or background. So it was, it was cool for me. Um, so like it goes from that, then mid journey comes out and then now the tools for stable diffusion are now more accessible. So it's like, you know, as a craftsman, you become more acquainted with these tools and become a better artist because you are, you're now understanding how these new things and forms work. Um, and then just being able to apply it to other art, art forms it just inspires you man so yeah i've been using it um i use midjourney chat gpt um i've been playing around with stable diffusion um and yeah it's just it's it's reinvigorated me and and giving me more energy to create you know um so yeah and then you know it, it was funny i shot you a text the other day and we were talking about i think it was like the the nerfs right with these like 3d like the camera visions like it, 
so to your whole point, I just think that it's, you know, there's no reason to not at least mess around with some things, right? Like if it's there and most of it's free to use for the most part, um, check it out, you know, and if it helps, it helps. If it doesn't, you know, you, you lost a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool things I'm seeing coming out. Um, also on the collab side of this, so I'm curious because I know the, the visual stuff doesn't work as well, but is there anybody anybody out there that like you like hmm maybe we could do something bigger at some point whether that's with ai the 3d modeling whatever it may be um honestly it's like once you get kind of sharp and the thing with ai too it's like once you start to under understand the tools it's like a lot of artists kind of pick like their own aesthetic and and dig deep into it so I think, bro, anybody right now, I, I can't, it's it's so many people that are popping into my head that is like, yo, it'd be cool to like give someone, and so many people have different nuances and things that they use to like make, make their art look cool. So I'm just, let me, AI, bro, let me try to think, or even like animation, like, we'll love to collab with Andre. Um, we've already collaborated, like me use, giving him music um, for, for AI. Um, but like from a visual standpoint, um they're really cool artists like delta sauce he's really dope um red rum goes crazy um i'm trying to think uh claire silva is is just like a a beast when it comes to the ai animation and is like really cool at teaching people i i got a class from jeremy torman right one time and he's super dope anyone that can um you know, really be able to explain how to use the tools would be beneficial for me because I'm just a learner type boy. I love to learn. So it's like, if we in exchange, you could be like, hey, this is what do that, to do that, to do that. Oh, I'm like, oh man, this was beneficial, better than the art, you know, just having that exchange of learning. Um, So yeah, some OGs I would like to work with. That would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> some great mentions. And I remember, I remember seeing Claire talk about like all of this and like putting the stuff up and, and her whole project that I forget the the group that she did it with, but she did a, her whole project with it. Like was one of the first ones that I'd seen really like get after it from an AI standpoint. So, uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good list. Mm-hmm. And Ja, I I would love to do some oh, yeah. Helmet City. Yeah, bro, I am <laughs> gonna hold you. I'm keeping it on. Yo, I did some Helmet City derivatives, and I was like, yo, but I might drop them in the chat. I might drop them in the chat. But, yeah. All right, I'll be there. <laughs> Controlling, uh, you know rooting for the bears over there (laughs) um but so now let's get into um i think you know everyone's got a a a pretty good idea about who you are like in terms of like working on music or at least a general idea about who you are music and art wise at this point um and i want to talk about forbidden fruit so this is something that that you and ty have started up and there's there's a lot here, but I, I want you to get into the details, and, and then I've got some questions for you. Yeah, thousand percent, man. And yeah, shout out to Ty. Uh, Forbidden Fruit would not exist if it wasn't for Ty. Um, the name, the conceptualization, conceptualization of the energy. Um, I had been keeping one hundred, like I had been throwing parties and doing events, just doing them, you know. Um, and Ty really had an intention of you know building a community around art and dance and movement. And, um, you know, us coming together, we expanded that vision and um, we've been throwing events since two, 2019 now. Yeah. Four or five years um, as Forbidden Fruit. 
Um, and it's been beautiful, man. Um, anything from like uh, open mics to like movement sessions to um, like like seasonal ceremonies, just to like bring in each season. Um, we've done virtual events. Um, and Web3, we threw Movement, which was the first uh, Web3 dance showcase, which was amazing. We've curated art. It's just been dope, man. And being able to cultivate community each step and then even look back and see like the artists that you've interacted with, like do cool things and all. It's just so dope. Um, but yeah, shout out to Ty. Would not have happened without Ty. Um, but yeah, our intention is just to uplift and amplify art, man, from, from the core. So, yeah. Yeah, and and you know some of the cool things like and you know obviously I got to saw, see you guys down in Miami when you did like the it was I believe it was a yoga session down there mm-hmm. uh, that was cool and then I know you guys have done the Linka which has been kind of like small like intimate like concerts um, those have been pretty cool what was that like you know putting those together because like it's one thing to throw together a party but when you're putting on concerts and you got sound checks and then you know we had the video we had the live streaming corporation like it's so, so many moving parts how was what was that experience like yeah it's it's interesting man and i think um <laughs> so we we do the link up and we do the open mics but like like i said we've been doing this for a little bit now so it's like when you when you go to execute something like that it literally takes like an amalgamation of everything you've done before, right? So like um, our first live stream was actually movement last year and we were able to execute that. And it's like, after understanding what that takes, it's like, okay, now how can we take that and do it again, right? And then it's like, now, but how can we build upon it? So it's like, all right, now let's add the the live performance and all that. And bro, it it takes work, <laughs> you know? And it, and it takes time and it takes effort and it takes a group um because a lot of the execution is typically just me and ty but when it comes to you know doing a bigger project like that we got to tap in with fuzz we got to hop on calls with jackie and you know and then we got to hop on calls with ravi and we got to make sure everything sounds good and then we're we're getting all the artists in you know three or four hours uh, ahead of time so it's like just moving with that intention having everything organized um you know it's Honestly, shout out to Ty because <laughs> she keeps she keeps the ship in order, man. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I, I don't even know if I answered the question because I'm just kind of reliving the last one. But yeah, yeah, bro, it's just it's it's a lot of work. And I want to I want to throw one thing in there too because we did the link up and then Age of Aquarius, um, which were back to back live stream events. And it's interesting. Um, it's a lot easier when you don't have to have. Uh, each person performing and kind of having submissions beforehand and being able to talk about art um, in between. Um, But I think as far as the actual event, I prefer that energy in the room and all the people there and um, like really getting to it. Um, So yeah, it's a joy, bro. But yeah, it it does take some work for sure. (laughs) For sure. And then, you know, you didn't even touch on like the post-production side of things. When yeah. You're- oh my God. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and so I, I, I love, I love what you guys are doing. All that being said, you got something new coming, right? And what are we talking about? Right around the corner. We got, Oh new- yeah. The next link up, the next link up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talk to me about that one. Uh, well, what's, what's, what do we got coming? Yeah. So there's next link up. Um, we just decided on the date yesterday. It's going to be May 27th. I believe that's a Saturday um it's going to be at our new studio we're moving studios um i don't know if i can just say i don't know if i can announce the whole lineup just yet but we i will say 
we have a few returning acts. So if you if you enjoyed the last show, there will be a few people who are returning from that show. And I'm I'm super excited to introduce um, some new Philly talent, which is like the big purpose of the link up. It's a hybrid show. It's a showcase of Web3 and Web2 people. So it's not just uh, everyone that you're used to. We're, we're really intentional about bridging communities and showing people that, hey, there is a welcoming community over here, people who appreciate your art, and vice versa, that, hey, there are a bunch of talented people that aren't necessarily in Web3, but we should extend our hands and, and give them, you know, a little bit of help as well. So I'm super excited about the Philly people um, and people we have coming outside. Just as excited about the Web3 folks, but I'm super excited now because I'm just like, they've been performing at the open mics and showing up, and that's the real power of community. You know, you have these things, people show up, they, and then it's just like, you're like, man, you're so dope. Like, I would love to give you an opportunity, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I love building like that, man. No, I think that's absolutely great, and I, I love that you're doing it that way. Again, it also reminds me of Jamie Cornelia's show down here when when they brought out all the Atlanta folks. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love to see it. And, like, you know, from that, like, I, I linked with one of one of Jamie's friends, and that all came out on that mixtape. But, like, it's just to the point, like, there's so many people out here doing so many cool things. There's no reason not to showcase that if, if the opportunity arises, which makes me curious. How have people been? So like the non web three folks, when you start to introduce this concept to them, how have they been with it? Like, I assume there's probably a mixed bag, but like, do people typically receive it pretty well? So it's interesting that you even asked that, bro. we're so intentional about it. We haven't even been forcing it down with people's like we we're not the type to be like, yo, we're in Web3, you gotta be in Web3, right? So the link up happened in December, and it was like our first like actual like, okay, we're gonna throw a live show at our studio. Then we did Age of Aquarius, and since then we've been doing open mics, right? Mm-hmm. So each open mic has been non-streaming, non-web three focus, just come out, share your art, share your purpose. The last, the last one was the first time we did a Poe app, you know, so it was kind of like, you know, okay, if you're interested in this technology, these things, like, okay, this is how you you get in. Like, everybody got a Poe app before they were doing anything, so it was, it was super dope. Um, and it's also interesting, bro, uh, the last one was the first time our, our reach expanded where we had people who were in Web3 really come to the event. We had like four or five people from Web3 pull up to the open mic, not not the link up, the open mic, right? So it was interesting to see that. So now it's like, now as this next event comes out, now I feel like we can have those conversations with the artists like, hey, this is Web3. Like, hey, we got we got tips in Ethereum. Now this is how we, we make it make sense for you to go get that ETH. And then now you understand what's going on. Instead of just being like, hey, here's this whole, all this jargon and yada, yada, yada. I think the best thing to do is to learn through experience like we did, right? And yep. just make it make it a safe, safe experience, safe environment, because the tech and these tools ain't going nowhere. And if you're an artist moving with intention with your craft, you won't be you won't be pressed by all the, you know, flashy things that are going on in this space. So really being intentional about the artists that we're working with and then not not wanting to seem pushy about this space, because it's also not the most inviting place to put an artist, you know, <laughs> so you have to be intentional about that. Right. And I think. Like all these people are so um, hooked on mass onboarding and all these things. But if you really care about people, you will really do the work you have to do to make sure that they are coming into a space that's safe, you know, and, and understanding and, and that they can thrive in. So we're just 
taking all the time that we need to build that first before we even are pushing this Web3 thing um, as an agenda. Um, but it's it's cool to have people start to ask us questions because that uh, that has been happening too. So yeah, bro, I keep it 100. I give people all the tools and resources and tell them where whatever they want to do. And if they want to follow up with me, we can go from there. Because um, that's a, and that's what Andre did with me, you know. And then I think that's a good way to lead. And all right, I'm done. <laughs> you know, you're good. I was gonna say that's beautiful, and, and yeah. that's exactly the same way that I feel. It's like everyone's like, we gotta onboard people, we gotta onboard people. And I'm like, when people want to know it, they'll come to us. Like you going and trying to onboard people for something that they don't want. Like truth be told, I feel like you're just wasting your time. So there's always this idea of of like this mass scale all the time, and and I think we can kind of optimize and maximize kind of where we are right now. And just keep doing cool things. And like, you know, there, there's so many things like you guys are working on cool stuff. Huddling's working on so much cool stuff and it's so many people. So like anywhere from Andre to Jamie and Black Dave and like everybody else that we mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, when I, I think that people don't that didn't know that it was going on. I'm going to talk about the movement specifically up at NFT NYC. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh that was that was crazy. I remember talking to Ty about it, and you guys let me see the deck. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to be there for it. But like, I I don't know that I've even heard of another event like that on the Web three side at all. And so like, it's just a lot of revolutionary things, ways to get people involved with other people, ways to showcase your art and your work and your craft, and ways to get paid. So um, you know, it's you know everything has its own season. So we kind of have these ups and downs. Right now, we're in the middle of this meme coin stuff um so hopefully that goes to like a hundred thousand so i'm super rich and whatnot but um, <laughs> I, I do want to jump back onto the music side with you real quick it's it's really interesting kind of where i i see things right now it, it feels like the, the, there's this low cost meta of like just sell it really cheap and just get it out there and sell 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 and to each their own and i do think that there's a time and a place for that but i'm curious to where you might see where we go from here (laughs) yo that's crazy i was not expecting this question but bro you know man i've been here for some time bro bring back the point one additions on the songs bro limited yeah limited keep it tight bro like the the allure of the music nft was and 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 i want to keep it all the way 100 um because i think that you know being a visual artist and being a music artist has lended me to perspectives that not everyone sees right i'm in music group chats i'm in visual group chats i'm like seeing how people are operating seeing what what climate is going on on both sides of the space right and there was a point where you could sell your art for whatever you wanted to sell your art for right and then additions come in and then people start lowering their prices, right? And then it's like the music side, people were selling their music for whatever they wanted to sell their music for. Then additions come in and then the price starts lowering. So I'm just like, I don't know if it's like human psychology. Um, is it instant gratification? Is it, I want to sell so bad that I'll do anything for it? I don't know, right? Like where, where that comes from, right? But the value ultimately comes from the artist, right? And it's up to the artist to you know, set that value and stand on it. And the conversation about secondary markets, I think it often, it confuses me because I'm just like, for a second mar- a secondary market to exist, you got to have some incentive for people to want to buy your art after it's sold. 
So it's either you got to keep hustling, you got to keep talking about your art, you got to keep making super dope art, you got to do something, right? Yep. You have to have some incentive for somebody to come spin the block and buy something up. You can't just keep putting out new art and to get mad when you've, you know, I, and it's just, it's weird, bro. It's weird. And I've had experiences in oversaturating my own market. So I, I understand it. And the lore of making ETH can be like, okay, let me put out as much as I can. But you, you have to understand that each action has a reaction. And if you just take, take steps back, you know, chart your own path, really be intentional about sticking to that path, despite everything else that's going on, you will be successful. Um, because another thing is, it's like, you mentioned it, like these lower price additions aren't for everybody. So you end up doing the same amount of work, right? To get the same amount of sales from collectors who may have been willing to spend more on you, you know, but you, you, you left yourself to a lower opportunity. And I think we're also missing out on the fact that a lot of the meta was, Hey, I'm going to get this money especially for music artists. I'm going to get this money and then put that money into my song mm. for for web2, for DSTs, for so it could be successful, right? Now it's like is the song just, like is the song just going to exist in web3 now that I don't have any back cuz can I mint it again? Will that will that cause some other discourse if I do something else with it to try to get funds for it to do but now I can't because I've sold you know 40 editions for $5 and that's just 100 that's 100, bro. Um, and me and Black Dave had that conversation. It was just like, hey, was that even worth it? <laughs> just keep it all the way, keep it all the way honest. And um, like you said, it's, it's to each his own. When when you're at a stoop dog level, you can sell 40,000 songs for eight bucks a piece. You know, like that makes sense. But I think we have to be very intentional about who we are as artists, um, just conscious of the longevity of what this may have for our art and the markets that we're creating for ourselves. Cause ultimately that's the only market that exists, right? Like as an artist, like even if you look at art in a general world, it's like how much supply goes through you as an artist. It's not the whole art market that people are observing, right? As when I'm in my estate rich 30, 40, 50 years from now, right? It's, it's about what stones did, right? It's not about what everybody else did in the market. So I think you just gotta keep, keep that, that mindset and stay laser focused on you. Um, but yeah, I, I was not expecting that, that question. No one's asked me that. And I've been so pent up <laughs> just like, bro, bring it, bring it, raise the floor prices again, man. Um, yeah, I, I feel that man. And I, I, I agree with, with a lot of what you said. And it, it's really interesting. Cause like, I, I, I never understood the correlation of if we do open edition that we have to do low price, you can do open edition and do high price. Like one does not, there's not a positive correlation with the two. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Um, also, I think to to even bring it back into the AI side of things, especially now that we're starting to see people like rip people's voices and things like that, we're going to start seeing so much more supply of music that the emphasis on where you are and where you grow with your community is really going to be how you 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 build your base. And so building that base also to your point of secondary markets once we get to the point of like if your secondary is popping off that's probably a good indication okay let's let's open it up some right maybe let's put a little bit more supply out there type mm -hmm. thing but it, it, otherwise like it's tough to gauge like if you if you're not if you're not selling stuff on secondary or even primary is not necessarily flying out the door like you know probably need to to bring some things in but i agree with you like i i think it's a bummer i i, I think there's been quite a few cases where i've, I've seen people 
for lack of a better phrase, leave money on the table, mm -hmm. right? Just because you can get 10 sales at 0.01, right? Like what if you get four sales at 0.05, right? So it's only four sales, but it's twice the money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, and it's but, also intention, bro. It's like, what, what do I need or not? What do I need? What do I require in this journey? And what am I looking for? Am I looking to build community in this instance? Right. Am I looking to, create a, a broader base of collectors am, or am I looking to build a smaller group of, you know, it, it's all, it's to each his own, man, you know, yeah. and it's, it's, and I think that that has to be the meta more. It's like, think about it before you do it, you know, like really just take some time and think about it before you do it, have your reason. And then it also helps with explaining why you're doing it. You know, I think people just do these mints and, and this is from successful mints to non-successful mints, but there isn't enough reasoning behind why people are doing these things to help the next person justify their their decision. You know, um, I, I I agree yeah. with that with the intentionality, and I've said that to other people. So, like, if the if it's your first drop into Web three, it might make sense to have this be a bigger drop and try to bring people in. Or if you're doing like an EP or an album, maybe you open this up a little bit, but then the stuff in between that's a little harder to get. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know it, it, I think we got to work on demand more than just like supply type of thing but for sure um, I do want to uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here shortly and I just want to make sure everybody knows so it's going to be May 27th which is the last Saturday in May you guys are doing another link up do you have times for when that's going to start it's going to start at 8pm Eastern 8pm Eastern mm -hmm. Definitely going to be able to to tap in and see all the cool things going on there. How uh, b besides you, you got a set. I know sometimes people don't do sets when they put on their own show. Bro, I always do a set, bro. You got to do a set, bro. Okay. Right. <laughs> and that's everybody who's listening. If you're throwing a show, you got to do a set. <laughs> you got to. You got to. You got to. So that was, you know, just this past weekend, um, Monday and Black Dave had their their festival in charleston and like from what i can tell it looked like it was an amazing turnout they had currency headlining and i know it's they're they're running it with like four people like a very small crew but damn i can't believe monday and, and dave didn't do i like i'm like yo y'all gotta get up there let people hear you like you're you're putting on your own platform get up there so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep pushing that at them as as we approach for next year type thing so for sure same bro same because um, that's crazy. <laughs> um, well, look, man, I appreciate you coming on here, um, dropping dropping the knowledge, uh, your, your history, uh, what we're looking at, and you know, we'll see if we can get PD Crack right. <laughs> Maybe we could, like the PD Crack AI going on or something. <laughs> that would be crazy, bro. Uh, <laughs> what is yours? Any message you want to leave everybody with? Uh, let us know. Yeah. Um... Honestly, just keep creating as my message to people um, and trusting your art, trusting yourself. Um, I don't really have too much to say, but thank you, Jared, for taking the time today for, you know, letting me tell my story. Uh, shout out to Forbidden Fruit. Shout out to Ty. Shout out to everyone who's helping to put the link up together. Um, Huddling always got our back. So much love to y'all, Jackie, Joe, whole squad. Um, yeah, man. Just, just trusting your art, trusting yourself. Keep creating. That's all I got, bro. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, we got to pay these bills. If you have not downloaded Huddle In, H U W D L, <laughs> hit the App Store, check us out. Hit me if you got any questions. Hit the Huddle In account. Happy to help you guys with anything. Um, lots to look forward to 
make sure you guys tap in May 27th. Um, and if you if you liked what you heard here, you want to catch it again, we'll have this up on streaming very soon, or you can share with a friend. Um, until next time, thank you, everybody. Peace. Peace.